welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. I love this episode. It is what I wish someone would have told me when I first started walking the path of the Divine Feminine, when I first started working with Divine Feminine Energy, when I first started working with Shakti, with Kundalini, with this um, kind of opening up to embodying embodying spirit, embodying soul, and living from that place. So these are almost five signs. Also, you can go into this as it's five signs of the divine feminine is calling me or has arrived in my life or my body. You can also go into this of, wow, this really helps me understand why I'm struggling with this on the path, with this on the path. So possibly even going into this feeling into how does this particular truth, this particular law, it's like a divine feminine law, this particular divine feminine law, how does this translate into my life? How is this, like for, for instance, this, we have to be so true to self. We have to be so truthful. We have to be so honest with ourselves because our intuition is kicking up. Our intuition is going through the roof, our intuition is developing in different ways. And that's bringing us a deeper level of truth. And how could that possibly be throwing some challenges in my life? So really, I encourage you to go through this, listen to this, and, and, and be open to how does this translate into my life? How does this translate into my life? My aim for this conversation was that it is tangible, it is practical, it's something you can sink your teeth into. So I'm sharing this right now as an invitation to sink your teeth even deeper. Give yourself that time and that space to allow it to really be, how is this showing up in my life? Oh, wow. Point number two, the masculine. Oh gosh, I really actually am being asked to evolve my own masculine so it can hold the full wildness of my feminine, right? Maybe that's what's what's on offer for you at this moment in time. But really and truly, I encourage you just dive into this, get the most out of this also, I really encourage you to join us. It's our birthday this month. October is our birthday month. It's Rewilding for Women's sixth birthday. We are celebrating in a really big way. We're celebrating at the end of the month over Halloween weekend. We're doing a three-day challenge. I would love for you to join me. I would love for you to invite your mom, your grandmas, your aunts, your sisters, your nieces, your best friends, all your gal pals, anyone who identifies primarily with the feminine is welcome to join us on this. It is a rewilding for women specific circle, so it is for women. Um, and it's open to any woman though, any woman or any being who primarily identifies with the feminine. I would love to share these big Shakti practices. These, <laughs> I think we're going to get a bit witchy because it is Halloween weekend. Um, I'm feeling dark goddessy. I'm feeling a bit witchy and I'm also feeling really working with the the flavor of Shakti that is Kundalini awakening energy. And we just talked about that in Sally Kempton's podcast prior to this one. So this was kind of the deepening in. I don't know. This is just what came. Um, so as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast this season for a while, it's going interview, deepening in. Sometimes we do a bonus in there, but then we do an interview and then we do deepening in, interview, deepening in. 
Um, and I'm loving it. I'm loving what's coming through. I'm loving what's happening in our community. And I love that we get to be together on Halloween. All right. So if you don't know where to go to sign up for that, you can go to just rewildingforwomen.com. It will be all over the place. It'll be in our Facebook group. If you search Sabrina Lynn Rewilding on Facebook, you'll find the Facebook group. There's going to be a lot of conversation happening there. I'll do pop-up lives. This is a big celebration. This is a big deal. We made it to six years, to six years. I, I don't think I've stuck with anything in my life for six years. So I think I'm a, I think I might be a lifer on this one. Um, but no, really and truly uh, would love to just celebrate with you, be with you, share a bunch of really great free stuff with you. Um, and again, invite your friends. You don't have to journey alone. Journey with, journey with the people you love, the people you care about. All right. Um, Enough of me talking and talking and talking. Enjoy this episode. Five things about the divine feminine that you might not know. Five things about working with divine feminine energy. Five signs that the divine feminine is knocking on your door. Divine feminine, for those who might be new to this, is also Shakti, is also Kundalini, is also the goddess, is also embodied spirituality is also soul versus spirit is also love versus consciousness is also life versus sheer awareness right okay so enough of that little intro i want to give you these five things these are the five things that i wish someone would have said to me at the very 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 start of my feminine embodiment path these are also based on the things that I see coming up frequently in circle, frequently on retreats and in workshops is, what the fuck? No one told me working with the divine feminine was gonna be like this. No one told me that I would become this sensitive. No one told me that I would also have to work with my masculine. No one told me. All right, so. That's what this is about. Let's dive into these things. Number one is the divine feminine is an embodied path, extremely embodied. So let's take that word apart for a second, embodied. That means that we are literally inviting divine energy to go everywhere in our beings, everywhere, everywhere. And there's nowhere that this energy doesn't go. There's nowhere that Shakti doesn't go, Kundalini doesn't go, Holy Spirit doesn't go, whatever words we're calling it, but we are literally asking grace, light, love, spirit, soul, to go everywhere in our beings. What the hell does that mean on a tangible, practical, physical, real world, daily life level? Well, let me tell you, it means that physical things will happen. Physical things will happen. We have asked her into our organs. We've asked her into our bones. We've asked her into our blood, into every cell of our beings, right? That comes with shifts and changes and transformations on a physical level. The physical body will change. It will change. You cannot work with Shakti long enough or for any amount of time and not have it affect your physical, your physical body, your physical being. Also, being an embodied path, let's not just 
talk about the physical body and organs and bones and bloods. Let's talk about the mind. This one is where I see a lot of people get hung up and get tripped up because it's like, well, yeah, go in my heart. Like I want, I want the goddess in my heart and I want her expanding my heart and making me more love filled. And yeah, she does that and it's glorious. And there is a reason that we long for that and crave that. But we go, don't go to my mind. No, don't go to my mind because we are so identified with our thoughts. We are so identified with the way that we perceive the world, with our thoughts. We are, that is one of our primary identities. And so when she gets in the mind and she starts to change our thought patterns, <laughs> she starts to change the way that we perceive things, we kind of shit ourselves. <laughs> like, and that's, that's okay. That, that's part of the process. That's part of the waking up process. It's part of the rewiring process. It's part of the divinization process. But for us to be aware of that and to be okay, like, yeah, I am inviting her into my emotions as well. So my emotional, my emotional realm, I'm inviting her in there and she's, 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 going to divinize the emotions. She's going to move through the blocked emotions. And that may mean we cry for days. It may mean we go through like fits of rage just because we've, we've had this like pent up anger for whatever reasons. We've, we've had pent up anger. Maybe we weren't allowed to express it for the first 20 years of our lives. And so she goes there and she's like, hey, hey, let's, let's clear this out. Like, bah, you don't need this anymore. But how that manifests in our lives is tangible, is physical. It shows up in release of emotions. It shows up in physical body shifting. It shows up in the way that we think changing. Okay, that's only point one. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking, ooh, this divine feminine path is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're thinking, this is exactly what I need. This is what I know I am longing for, is this kind of union with spirit, is this kind of embodied gnosis, this kind of divinized um, expression of self. All right, point number two. This one is a trippy one. This one is a trippy one and catches people off guard. When working in the feminine path, we think we're just reclaiming the feminine. I'm awakening my feminine, rise of the feminine, I'm opening up to all of the different faces of the feminine. What happens is there's a demand in our being, in our being, in our evolution, in our opening, in our awakening, there's a demand and a need for our own divine masculine to also, also evolve, wake up to the next degree, strengthen, um, become more alive, become stronger, become more connected. So this is a part that people are like, wait, I'm on a feminine path here. Right, but there are two sides of the same coin. There are two sides of the same coin. We don't get divine feminine without divine masculine. We don't get divine masculine without divine feminine. Now here, let me just explain this quickly. So you start opening up to the fullness of your feminine, right? You start opening up to all the mysteries of the feminine, the wildness, all the expressions, her intuitive nature, her capacity to be super interconnected. And we'll talk about all these in a second. Um, and now we need 
the aspect of us that can hold that. We need to develop, we, we will be required, we will be asked on this journey to develop the capacity to meet that level of awakened feminine allness with masculine consciousness. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? It's a truth. It's a truth. And you will hit this at some point on the journey. Maybe you've done a lot of masculine developing practices, masculine developing practices, and then you come into the feminine path, right? And then you come into the, so you've already got this great container, this great foundation, or you come into the feminine path and you just, you're just waking up, waking up, waking up, waking up. And, and you, you kind of become Kali. So if you think about the Kali myth, right? Like you're waking up to the fierce feminine, the love filled feminine, the service filled feminine, the mother, roar right you're waking up to the warrior and the feminine you're waking up to the midwife to the witch mysteries you're waking up to all of this goodness in you and the kali myth right she has so much shakti so much life force that she just dances wildly but her dance is this dance of destruction it's this dance of destruction and she's basically like consumed with so much juice and so much energy that she cannot stop dancing this dance of destruction until the divine masculine in the form of Shiva in the myth lies down. There's, there's, two, um, there's two different myths that, that, that will, I'll give them both to you because they're both dancing in my system. One is that he just lies in absolute pure love of her like absolute like i can hold all of this right and that brings her into a place of union with him can you feel that in your body brings her into a place of ah being met right? Being met. So there's not just this wild dance of destruction for the sake of wild dance of destruction, right? Can you, can you feel there's a, I don't even know what the word is that I want. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just, it's just perfection. It's just perfection. So the other aspect to that myth is her wild dance of destruction. Shiva, in his divine masculine essence, matches her wild dance of destruction with his wild dance of destruction. His wild dance of destruction. And it brings her out of her trance-like state, brings her out of just being all consumed by life moving through her, right? Brings her out of it and back into harmony. That's the word I wanted. Harmony into union, back into harmony, back into union, right? And those were the, that was like in the myth, these are the only ways that pull her out. So now imagine this, <laughs> you're dancing through your life and you're opening up because it is that much juice. It is that much energy that just rips through you, right? And oftentimes we don't have a counterpart in another human being that is with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I know, so I'm gonna kind of blast us on this one too. 
I know that we want to dance this dance of sacred union with another human being. I know many of us, not all of us, but many of us want to dance the dance. Many of us are reclaiming the feminine. We're like, where's the masculine? Where's the conscious masculine? Where is it? I need him to hold me. I need him to witness me. I need him to blah, 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 blah. Okay, even if that is part of your soul's path is to call in, right? Is to call in a partner in human form to hold conscious masculine. They are not there 24 seven. They are not there. They're most likely not going to work with you. They're most likely not going to the grocery store with you. They're most likely not going to women's circle with you. They're most likely not there all of the fucking time. Can we understand that this is a journey of wholeness? This is a journey of coming into sovereign queendom. Not just, let me reclaim all of my feminine and it's someone else's responsibility to hold her. It's not. It's not. That's a recipe for disaster. That is a recipe for disaster. And I wish to God someone would have told me that 10 years ago. I wish I didn't have to go through it the tough way and get kicked in the face <laughs> to learn it, right? So that's why I'm sharing it. And this isn't just my journey. This is not based on my journey, right? This is based on witnessing this feminine reclamation in thousands of men and women, thousands of men and women, and reading sacred texts about the embodiment of the feminine and then what comes. So just know that that is a part of the journey. It's also why we started stepping into sacred union <laughs> in, in Sabrina Lynn. It's why we started stepping into the reunion experience and we just went into sacred sexuality. It's because it's this honoring of this development of the masculine within us. All right. We're only on two. All right, we've got 10 minutes. I'm seriously keeping this video to 25. If you're liking this so far, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. This way you won't miss any good stuff going forward. Also, if you're feeling like, shit, I hear these warnings, Sabrina, but there's something in me that is vibrating or I'm already on the feminine path, but I want more. Join us for the three-day rewilding for women challenge. It's, I was going to call it a Shakti challenge. It is kind of a Shakti challenge. I mean, it really is going to be working with full divine feminine energy, full divine, like so many transmissions, so many activations, so many embodied experiences, so much waking this energy up in ourselves. Um, so if this sings to you, you'll see a link up here and you'll see a link down in the description. If you're listening to this on the podcast, just go to our website, rewildingforwomen.com and you will see a three-day challenge if it's the month of October 2021. Uh, that's when we're doing it. If not, at our website, there's always a free offer. So you can always go to rewildingforwomen.com and you'll find some sort of a free workshop. We always have something, always. It's always Shakti filled divine feminine. All right, number three, <laughs> this one I love. So this is where <laughs> we start to reclaim the feminine, right? We start to reclaim the feminine and we start to open up to some of the feminine gifts. One of the feminine gifts is intuition. It's intuition. It's a knowing. 
it's deeper knowing. <sighs> it's, it's almost this Hecate. So let me talk about this in terms of Hecate. It's like this, this intuition opens up in us. Hecate is queen of the witches. It's just an aspect. It's a Shakti. It's a flavor of the divine feminine. So this particular divine feminine energy is, is, um, is so incredibly gift filled in relation to feminine, feminine esoteric gifts like Oracle, like any of the medicine woman gifts, like midwifery, like blood mysteries, like womb wisdom. But one of them in there, Hecate is known for this, is seer, oracle, visionary. She can see past, present, and future, right? So she has this capacity to see, to see, to know, to know. Now, let me weave this into daily life and how this fucks us up. Because I watch this, I watch this screw us up a lot. We start to develop, when we work with the divine feminine long enough, we start to develop this serious capacity for knowing truth. Serious capacity for knowing truth. You know when someone's lying. You know. You feel it. You know it. You, you know it. You just know it. So here's where we get hung up a little bit, um, is we know it from a deeper sense, but we override it. We override it also within ourselves. So the thing I want to share around this point number three is that as we reclaim and work more and more with the divine feminine energy, we become more and more sensitive. We become more and more intuitive. We become more and more linked to truth. Now just feel into what that means for your life. We become more and more linked to truth. We don't get to sweep things under the carpet anymore. We don't get to numb out and pretend like the soul sucking job isn't destroying our health. We don't get to pretend like the shitty relationship that we're in still feels aligned. We have to be radically honest with self. It's like the heat gets turned up. So when we work with divine feminine energy, she turns up the heat, she cranks it up, and it's this fire of truth, and she holds you to that fire of truth within yourself, so it's, we don't get to lie to ourselves anymore. We, we don't get to pretend. The way that I was able to pretend in my 20s, like, oh, this is okay, I'll go along with this. Yeah, I'll take this job, sure. And I could like squeak through for however many months or, you know. We don't get to do that. We do not get to, we are called to live so close to that razor's edge of truth. And it literally is a razor's edge and it feels like a razor's edge, especially at the start, especially at certain moments of this path is because the truth is just so painful. Martha Beck interview is coming out um, in a few episodes from now and she's so beautiful and she shares this quote and this is a very like common quote, I don't know where it originated from, but she goes, the truth will set you free, <laughs> but first it'll have its way with you, <laughs> right? First it'll fuck you up. The truth will set you free, but first it's gonna have its way with you. First it's gonna dance you, right? It's gonna flip things upside down. It's gonna remove the relationship. It's gonna, sh whatever it's gonna do. It will set you free, but there's like that wiggly part of like, bah! 
All right. So that's point number three. Also, not just in ourselves, but we start to see it in our world and we start to see incongruencies in potentially other people in our lives, potentially other organizations, other environments, the incongruencies, like what I'm feeling is not what I'm seeing, what you're saying, what is on the surface level. And that's a big part of this path is starting to trust that deeper knowing, that deeper knowing, that deeper knowing, that deeper knowing. All right, that's point number three. Here's point number four. Um, this one's a fun one. Walk this path long enough, divine, we're getting into like further and further down the track now. So four and five, these last two are further and further down this divine feminine um, path. Embodied spirituality, it doesn't have to be about the feminine, it's, it's, that's just a way of talking about it. Walk further and further down this path and you start to understand and feel and live the interconnectedness with the all of everything. It is what happens. You really start to live from a very embodied gnosis place within your being that I am connected to everything. I am connected to all of it. <clears throat> That's what's true. That's just what's true. But before we embody that and open to that and awaken to that, we're able to, <laughs> I'm guilty of this one, live like hermits and pretend that nothing bad's going on in the world, not read the news, live in the woods by myself, not really have any external relationships. And, and those are really important parts of our lives for many of us. For many of us, that solitude is very, very important. But that is not what the embodied spiritual path is about. That is not what the divine feminine is about. That's more divine masculine, right? Divine feminine is we are interconnected and it is the dance of life. And I am the dance of life. I am connected to that tree. I am connected to the air outside. I am connected to the water. So now here's what happens in tangible, practical, real life, daily world is we start to feel a lot more that is outside of ourselves. We start to feel that the air is poisoned. We start to feel that the water is poisoned. We start to feel the mining and what that is doing in our bodies when we are taking the blood out of our earth. It is like, it feels like we are taking the blood out of ourselves. It, it, it starts to feel like that. And we start to live from this place of very, 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 very interconnected to the all of everything. So in point number three, we talked about intuition being heightened. Now it's our sensitivity. Our sensitivity is heightened. And we know, we know that we are incredibly connected. We also start to become, if we were empaths before, <laughs> this is empath to the next level, to the next level. And then there's a whole way of how do I live being this sensitive, this empathic, this connected? How do I live in love? Here's a really good quote. Um, this is from um, Mother Teresa. She goes, I've learned, this is so crystal clear, divine feminine path wisdom. Um, she goes, I've learned the great secret that if I love until it hurts, 
and I just keep loving, there will be no hurt left. That's the fucking feminine path right there. That's it. That's it. So everything becomes love. Everything becomes love. You love beyond the hurt. You love past the hurt, right? The hurt is inevitable. The hurt is inevitable. But the hurt no longer affects you because you just love, right? So then there is nothing left but love. That's glorious. All right, here's the final point, point number five. You walk this feminine path long enough and your life switches into that love place. It switches into that love place. It switches into, it is no longer about self. It is about how does love want to move through me? Do you really, your whole life becomes, how does love want to move through me? What is the greatest expression? What is the greatest, truest, not greatest, because greatest like grabs our ego and we go like, oh, I must be great and whatever. But it's, what is the truest? What is truest, right? What is truest? What is so aligned? so aligned for me and it's how does love move me we become moved we become her hands in the world we become her body in the world her voice in the world her breath in the world her love making in the world her baby raising in the world we we become we become her her love we become just this embodied divine expression and we align more and more and more and more and more with how does love move me? How does love move me? How does spirit move me? Soul move me? How does this divine energy that rips through my system, how does it want to express in this moment? How does it want to create? How does it want to love? How does it want to serve? And when we come into that place, everything, when we are in that, when we hit it, when we hit it, everything that we do is in, is an offering, is in service to the highest good of the all of everything which is also our highest good, right? It's not other than our, it's not martyrdom, it's not self-sacrifice. It's not, it's not. It's the same thing. That's what happens. Whew. So just that, join me for the challenge. So that three-day challenge that we're doing is this path. It is this path. I would love to be there with you. It's totally free. Invite anyone who primarily identifies with the feminine. This is a women's circle. So it really is that just primarily identifying with the feminine. Anyone who does that is so, 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 so welcome to join us. I would love to go through these three days of, I don't know, wild, wildness with the divine feminine with you. All right. Those details are there and there. I will see you there. All right. Uh, so much love to you. Mwah.